Brave Podcast Network. Sick of being stuck and uninspired and living in fear? Yeah, me too. That's why I created the Get Your Brave On podcast, because I was looking for something that wasn't a push alert on my phone or a negative news story to start my day. Get Your Brave On is a podcast you can listen to while you're getting ready in the morning, brushing your teeth or putting your makeup on or getting your cardio in. Get exactly the motivation and inspiration you need to silence fear and do one brave thing a day. Make sure that you follow so you don't miss an episode. We start the week off with a topic, an inspiration. Then the next episode is a prayer about that. The third episode of the week, a faith-based meditation. The rest of the week includes stories from listeners just like you on how you're facing fear and getting your brave on. Share yours at 530-4-AMANDA. And I bring you experts to give you advice on how to silence fear when it comes to your faith, family, finances, fitness, and we even get to have some fun. Don't miss an episode. Sign up at getyourbraveon.info and I'll send you my free Brave Life Planner. Another thing you can start your day with instead of negative news. It is a specific plan to boot up your bravery and set your mind on the right things, the good things. And then a daily planner to help you choose one brave thing a day. If you use this every day for 30 days, that's 30 brave things things you've done in a month. Just think of how brave you will be by the end of the year. 365% more brave. Sign up at getyourbraveon.info and make sure you follow the podcast. So glad you're here. Get Your Brave On Podcast Network. Face it, embrace it, especially in the church. The temptation is to hide away the messy pieces of ourselves. Um, Not only from others, but often we end up shutting it down when we look in the mirror we don't want to face the things that we don't like to see we certainly don't want to show that to anyone else and there's a part of us that even feels like if we work hard enough we can hide this from god and it's just it's i'm gonna put my fingers in my ears la 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 this isn't happening but it is it is and here's some help welcome to the get your brave on podcast where every episode is another strategy to help you silence fear in your life this is episode 46 murphy's law and possibly the military mom of the year Three ways to stay sane when everything around you is going wrong with my good friend, radio host, fellow podcaster, Summer Shepard. She was an actress, a competitive speaker in a past life, a media missionary. She's a mom of four, wife to a handsome soldier who's currently deployed And as soon as he left, everything went wrong. Her house flooded. She got into a car accident. Her minivan was totaled. And she had to live in a hotel room with her four children for Christmas. Yet she's able to have a great attitude and be excited about her future. She's going to share her secrets with you right now on how to look at whatever plot twist you're going through. And instead of thinking, oh, this is the worst thing that ever happened to me, thinking, what is God doing here that's going to make things better? And Summer, through all of this, I love the fact that you were just nominated for Military Spouse of the Year. I am carrying all of the imposter syndrome in my backpack and all of my pockets in this current environment. But every year, um, the Armed Forces Insurance puts hosts this Military Spouse of the Year competition, if you will, where they 
allow nominations to be open to just any military spouse. So active duty, reserves, doesn't matter. Nominations come in, there's a period of voting, then winners are announced, it moves on to a judge level, and eventually you narrow it down to finalists in each of the branch categories, and then they, they narrow it down from there. It's like, you know, like Miss America for soldiers' wives or something like that, <laughs> from what I understand. But here is something that I think is really profound and beautiful is these women who are nominated and who, who get through, they have a platform to be able to share what, what God is doing in their lives. And just being on this call and meeting some of the other nominees, I am just like, why do I even have a seat at this table? These are incredible women doing incredible things. And I am honored, I mean, to get to know them, truly. But Amanda, as you mentioned, we're a reserve family. So I think for us, the military community has been a little bit of a foreign concept for us. We don't live on a base. We don't have, I don't have any other military spouse friends like down the block from me or or anything who even really know what this is like. So this whole year has been an incredible trial by fire with my husband being gone. One of my, one of my friends says, when the spouse moves out, Murphy moves in like Murphy's law and Uh, anything that can go wrong will. And we have seen that time and time again. What do you mean about Murphy's law? Okay. Have you ever heard of Murphy's law? Like if you have a piece of toast fall off your plate, it's definitely going to land butter down, right? Like it's going to go wrong. As soon as my husband leaves my birthday weekend, now we've never had this happen before. Our birthday weekend, my house floods. So I am home and I have all four kids. Now we had, we, we have seven to five and two-year-old twins, right? Those are the ages of our children. And um, my house fills with water um, from there. There was just some valve in the bathroom that had broken. And, and so draining the bathtub from a normal bath time with my toddlers resulted oh. in my house being underwater. And so trying to use every towel I have 10 minutes later, it flooded again. So now we have a mitigation company come out. They tear out the floors. We have one working bathroom now in our house, which is in my bedroom. So shortly after our bathroom floods, and now we have one bed or we have one bathroom left, all of my kids get the flu. And I'm going to be honest, Amanda, it's coming out of both ends. Okay. And the toilet is 20 feet from my face as I'm trying to sleep. (laughs) And I have these violently ill children. And I'm like, well, this is great. And so we lived like that for six months. That was just our normal of um, boxes in our living room because everything in the bathrooms and the closet had to be torn out. So the house flooded. That was one thing. Working to get it cleared out took forever working with insurance took forever um it was finally getting ready to be repaired we are on our way to illinois for thanksgiving and we get smashed our car gets hit by some kid who wasn't paying attention and our van gets totaled and so now you know we have this situation where i have to now replace my van after sinking so much money into this home renovation which hasn't even started yet my husband, meanwhile, every time something comes up, there were certain diagnoses for our children that we were trying to deal with, having them in different therapies in order to get them a leg up that they might need. Um, he is he is in Iraq or he's in Syria or he's overseas uh-huh. kind of moving around and he is devastated more than I am because he can't be there helping. And he's he's doing his own thing and he just watches his wife kind of scrambling. And so it was one thing after another 
as soon as our kids stop being sick from one thing, they started being sick from something else. Um, we just had a house of chaos for at least six months. And it's finally starting to get back to normal. But there was just one hard thing after another. But what what we saw in that over and over through each of those difficulties was how faithful God was. And that when I changed my perspective a little bit, every one of those rough things ended up being his blessing in disguise in a way I never would have thought to ask for it. <laughs> wow. Okay. How in the world? So we talk a lot on this podcast about getting through plot twists and how do you keep moving? That's how you get your brave on. How in the world were those things blessings? Huh. Well, for one, um, there was a lot in our house that needed updating. And we knew okay. that if we were ever going to move, which we had, you know, some some casual plans to do, having now four children, little kids and a very small house. We're like, this can't be our forever home. We right. won't fit. And we were going to need to repair those things, but we didn't have a plan for how we were going to pay for that. We didn't know how that was going to work out. So this house flood, super inconvenient, and insurance covered most of these projects that we needed to get done anyways. And it's again, never the way I would have thought to ask for that. Even the timing, there are some things that I am, <laughs> I'm not at liberty to share quite yet, but there's some other really cool big God things that he's working out right now. Yeah. And the timing of when these repairs fell. Only he could have known, but it's it's his perfect providence. Um, even the van, the van getting totaled, you know, it allowed us to move up in the world of uh, vehicular transportation. So we were able to get a minivan that was nicer, more reliable, and um, in a way that we never would have asked for it before. You know, so just seeing how he is providing for us in the midst of the challenges and learning to trust. For me, over and over and over, it was an exercise in trust. Even when it came to my kids struggling, my son has some delays. We have him in an early intervention program to get him a leg up and get him the help that he needs. And I'm sitting there in my living room and I'm watching my son struggle to find words to express what he's feeling or tantruming and, and feeling so helpless. But then I expand my vision a little bit to encompass the therapists that are sitting on the floor with him, playing with him, who are encouraging me, who are affirming me and my parenting choices. And, and I'm like, Lord, thank you. Because if we didn't have this struggle, I wouldn't have these women. And if I didn't right. have these women, I wouldn't have the gift of this moment right here. And so I feel like he has just been, been training me to trust. I went um, to an event in another state and I hopped in a store and I found this little rock. Says trust. Oh, I love that. I have it on the video here. I keep it in my pocket all the time because I feel like this has just been the year where he's like, look, girl, you, you got me and you're going to have to learn to lean on me in this time. Wow. Wow. So would you say at those times when we feel like everything is falling apart and we feel like it's the worst thing we ever go through, instead of freaking out, we can lean in and be like, hey, God, what are you doing? Can we get yeah. to that moment? Like, I want to be at that moment. I'm not sure I am. <laughs> I want to be. And I know it's the potential, but I always look back and I see it. I feel like, have you ever been able to be in a situation like that and be in the present and be like, okay, I trust you got my house flooded. I'm living in a hotel with my four kids and it's Christmas. 
and um, my, I'm dealing with insurance with the van and my husband's deployed. Like, I mean, how did you get your brave on through all of that and keep the right mindset to move forward? I'm Tony DeLorenzo, and this is my beautiful wife, Elisa. Hey there. We're hosts of the top-rated marriage podcast, The One Extraordinary Marriage Show. This is the show where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. Each episode, we share what you can do to create the extraordinary marriage you desire. With over 700 episodes, like Information Overload and Sex Pillows and Wedges, there's something for you. Come join us as we talk sex, love, and commitment. Subscribe to The One Extraordinary Marriage Show today, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on your favorite podcast app. Shortly after I became a Christian in my 20s, I remember the moment I first discovered that ability to shift my perception. And it was, it was, it was because of a boy. <laughs> Come on. And um, I was driving home from a really uncomfortable lunch without the whole story. I had broken off my relationship with this guy and his ex fiance decided she wanted to get together and have lunch. And uh, it's, a, it's a whole nother story there, but <laughs> I, I'm driving home and there are just tears streaming down my face. Like it was such a, a toxic couple of months. I remember clutching the steering wheel and trying to blink away the tears so I could see enough to drive. And then I opened my mouth to talk to God because we have our best conversations in the car. And I opened my mouth and I just said, thank you. And it caught me so off guard because, you know, if I were to do a self-evaluation, that's not how I felt, right? Like I'm mad, I'm sad. Like, what am I doing saying thank you? And then I, and then I sat with that. And I'm like, no, I am thankful. Like I am, I'm grateful. I, I've seen all the times in my life where I have tried to orchestrate or I've tried to design or I've tried to help God figure this thing out and tell him the best way to work things through in my life. And I've never been right. <laughs> He's always known better. He's really good. He's a really smart dude that God we serve. And so I'm sitting there in the car and I, I said, thank you. Trusting the scripture, everything works together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And even in that moment where it hurt so bad, I made myself stop and give him glory. And then later looking back, I was able to see, God, that was exactly what needed to happen. That's how that needed to happen. And yeah. you knew it, even if I didn't at that time. And so I've just, over the last dozen years or so of being a Christian, I have actively exercised that muscle. Like you, you exercise any muscle, you keep right. at it, even the times that it's exceptionally hard and you don't think you could do another rep, you push through. And on the other end, you find yourself getting stronger. God, give me eyes to see, help me understand how you were working in this moment. Show me something, give me a crumb, give me a, a glimpse of the silver lining and let that be enough for me right now, trusting that you know best. And during this season, I have sat here and had people be like, girl, like, how are you getting through? Because that's just the tip of the iceberg of some of the stuff we've been dealing with this yeah. year. How are you getting through? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I am drowning in God's blessing. And I don't say that as some Christianese <laughs> platitude. Like, I just some days lie there and I'm just so overwhelmed. And it's often seen in the relationships, Amanda, that are around me, uh, even in getting to know you and being encouraged <laughs> by you. And I think it was, 
I think it was Mr. Rogers, uh, who, who had shared that his mom had taught him in the midst of tragedies, look for the helpers. When everything's going wrong, don't focus on, you know, the sensationalized news story. Look for the helpers. And so that's what I've seen a lot in my life this last year is the people that God has, has brought along to bless us in ways we never could have asked for. That's awesome. Do you sometimes realize or feel like all of the junk we've been through the past is just evidence of how God's going to get us through whatever plot twist we're going through now? Do you do that? Like, I feel, you know, with the current situation that I'm in, I'm like, well, I've been through this kind of thing before and God got me through that and I didn't die. Everything Mm -hmm. didn't fall apart. It got better. So I know he's going to do it again. Have you been accumulating evidence of getting through plot twists and relying on God? Yes. Now I'm going to tell you, I'm not great at journaling. I wish I was. I wish I was better at that. Yeah. Um, but for me, it comes in, in storytelling, you know, in, in podcasts and in conversations. I try as I can to give back those stories of what God is doing. But I think of the children of Israel and how God in, in the moments and at the site of his powerful workings encouraged the children of Israel to build altars of memorial. Yeah. Because when they grabbed those stones from the midst of the Jordan and they created an altar of them, then generations later, people would walk by and be like, why is that there? Like, let me tell you a story. Those yeah. altars of remembrance. And so if there are things that God is doing in your life that you can step back and be like, wow, God, like that's the response, right? It's like, wow, God, and take your moment and whatever it needs to look like for you to build that altar. Maybe it's journaling, maybe it's producing a podcast, maybe it's painting something, Mm -hmm. maybe it's creating a special piece of jewelry. It's like tying a string around your finger. The next time I'm tempted to fear, the next time I'm tempted to to doubt, I'm going to look back at this altar of remembrance and I'm going to remind myself that God was faithful before. It is in his nature. He cannot be untrue to himself. God is a faithful God, which means he will be faithful again. And I've seen it play out in my life. This is not, this is not blind faith. This is not something I'm taking um, on faith alone, but I've seen evidence of his faithfulness time and time again. And there are moments where we all experience spiritual amnesia, Amanda. I, (laughs) I have spiritual amnesia like crazy. And then he shows up again. And again, and I'm like, Lord, I believe, help my disbelief. And I just try to collect those moments and treasure them up in my heart because I know I'll need them again, maybe next week. But he's been faithful and he will be again. What a great strategy to silence fear, building your own altar of remembrance. When you're going through a tough time, grabbing something, I grab rocks. I'm showing one on the camera. I have them in my studio. And this is from the garden and backyard of the house I own in near Washington, D.C. in Fairfax County that I I raised my kids. I was married in that house. And then he left us in the middle of the night in that house. And I sold that house and moved across the country. But I grabbed a rock because I wanted to remember like that was a place. It feels like another lifetime ago, but I got through it and I have this on my mm-hmm. shelf. So I love that getting little things and reading back in journals is another great strategy to silence fear. If you're going through a plot twist to start writing, 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 or talking or painting, what a great idea, because someday you're going to see that and you're going to be reminded, 
God got me through that. He's going to get me through this plot twist. So what do you think about the good plot twist? Like now all of this happened this year. And now you just not got nominated for military spouse of the year, the MSOI. Tell me about this plot twist and how you're, what it is and how you're feeling about going after this. My first thought, to be honest, was I think you made a mistake. Like I, <laughs> I don't, I don't belong. I don't have a seat at this table. And the reason that I felt that way um, was because as a reservist family, we don't have that built-in community that families of active duty or you know families living on base have. Yeah. And I have always felt disconnected from our military journey. My husband would go a weekend a month and he'd come back and you know, and it wasn't until his deployment that we really, really felt the weight of his absence in a major way. Um, and then even in the midst of that, especially in the midst of that, feeling that lack of community, that lack of connection to the military. And so when I was nominated, my first thought was like, why is this a joke? Like I laughed. I la- I'm like, this is adorable and hilarious. And I, I don't understand. But then I asked God, okay, God, what, what is it? that I could bring that would glorify you with this platform if this is something that you have for me. And I think that lack of connectivity that we felt as a military family, um, being in the reserves, that is a common thread that I hear from other reservist families. It's like, yes, we're military technically, but we're something else. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, not, we're not quite the same. We're not, and so I would love to be able to champion for people who desperately need to feel seen. And that's something that I do with No Seriously. How do I do this? That's my heart for my radio ministry is to help people feel loved and not alone. And so I've done that where I can with um, a military family that lives near us, whose husband's deployed with mine. They live about 30 minutes away. They're the closest connection we even have to another military family in our area. And, you know, and I've done what I can because I see her need for community. And I think that that need to belong and feel seen as something universal, not just in the military sphere, but if there's any way that I can use my platform and if there's any way that I can use my voice and the connections and the talents that God has given me to affect change and, and to bridge gaps and help soothe the pain that exists when you feel like you are struggling alone without your person. And it's not just the absence, but it's the anxiety as they're fighting overseas, et cetera. There's so many different layers to it. And outside of the military, it's hard to really comprehend if I can help build bridges. That's, that's my heart in this. And so I, there are so many amazing nominees who are doing incredible work. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, I have a, I have a podcast. <laughs> in a radio show podcast but uh you know if i can use my voice um literally or metaphorically or whatever that looks like to help people feel seen known and loved and offer them the hope that truly can change their narrative the hope that we all truly need in jesus then i'm grateful for this opportunity and i'll see it through wherever god will wherever god brings it there's one thing i know about summer is she's just extremely resourceful and extremely talented in just communicating a message and just getting stuff done. I I've seen her speak. I've listened to her show. I've listened to her podcast. This, I truly believe that you, you are going to win this thing. So help us understand like the, as so you're nominated, 
how do we help you when, and how do we help you get through this imposter syndrome? Because I truly believe God says that the thief came to steal and kill and destroy. And I think a lot of that for women, he does it in our minds to steal our confidence. But he says, but Jesus says, I came to give you life to the full until it overflows. So he is beating out that imposter syndrome in your head that this is a potential. So know that. And what can we do? What's the process? So once the nominees are all in, voting starts. Uh, it's a four-day period at the beginning of February. And um, in that four-day period, you can vote once every single day for the nominee of your choice. Then the top nominees um, are considered base winners. I'm like, I don't even live on a base. I don't know what that means. But apparently, <laughs> that still totally applies to me. And um, once the base winners are announced, then they're... There are public profiles created, which goes before a panel of judges who will determine from each branch three finalists. And then from there, you have branch winners, and then they will announce an overall winner in Washington, D.C. in May. It's going to be the event to, to kind of make all of those announcements. But the first stage will be early February, and that's just going to be voting. Okay. All right. We can do this. So, so my vision for Get Your Brave On, I call my tribe the brave babes that we're all here, is that we're the kind of women that don't compete with each other. Right. We're the kind of women, because we've all met those, but we're the kind of women that lift each other up and lean in and be like, how can I help you succeed? So stay in touch with us. So we can vote, send votes your way and help you succeed because I think you have some incredible opportunities coming. I'm really, I know you do. I know some of them that she can't even talk about yet. So I think this is super <laughs> exciting. So what would you say to the brave babes? Inspiration for this podcast is to really speak into those moments where someone's facing a plot twist and going, I don't know if I could make it through any divorce job loss, relationship loss, or just being plain lost in life. What do they do in those moments to get their brave on and keep moving forward? What would you say to a brave babe who's in one of those plot twists right now? I would say to face and embrace it, face it, embrace it. I think for us, it is, uh, especially in the church, the temptation is to hide away the messy pieces of ourselves. Um, not only from others, but often we end up shutting it down when we look in the mirror. We don't want to face the things that we don't like to see. And we certainly don't want to show that to anyone else. And there's a part of us that even feels like if we work hard enough, we can hide this from God. And it's just, it's, I, I'm just going to put my fingers in my ears. La, 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 this isn't happening, but it is. It is. And practicing, and it's not going to come naturally. And there's plenty of days for me, and this is a muscle I've practiced, an exercise that it still doesn't come natural to say, God, thank you. I don't know what it looks like right now, what you're doing, but I trust you. And sometimes just saying that out loud, declaring our trust when we're not feeling it is the first step. God, give me the strength. I believe, help my unbelief, right? It's one of my favorite yeah. verses in scripture. And asking for his strength, leaning into that and leaning into each other. I think the most destructive thing that the enemy propagates is this illusion of isolation. And we end up being alone in a crowded room. We feel like no one else will understand what I'm going through. No one else could possibly get me. But when we're not afraid to go first and say, here's where I'm at and this is hard, you're going to find that 
so many right there in that room with you have been there too, but didn't think anyone else could understand. So facing and embracing that this is part of your story now and giving it to God with an open hand, being like, redeem this because I trust that you will. You say you will, and I'm going to take you at your word. Help me to trust. Teach me to trust and know that your story has been given to you for a very important reason. There is someone I believe that you are going to encounter one day who needs exactly what you've been through, and you're going to be able to reach them on a soul level that no one else could. So face it and embrace it and ask for the strength when yours fails. Thank you, Summer. How can we get more information? How can we make sure that we are following you so we get the link to vote in February? Where do we go? Oh, oh gosh. Okay. Well, summershepherd.com is going to be a great way to kind of just connect with me and all my outlets from one, you know, simple space. But uh, I'm pretty active on Facebook, Instagram, Summer Shepherd there. I'll be, I'll be doing the thing. I'll be posting the links. Um, and I, yep. I appreciate your support. And um, that summershepherd.com is just a great way to stay connected with any of the projects and the work and all of the stuff that's coming that I can't talk about yet. That's going to be so big and it's coming very soon. I'll put all the links to connect with Summer in the show notes so you don't miss them, brave babes. And please connect with her and tell me about your podcast. I'll put the link to the podcast too. We didn't talk enough yeah. about that. Sure. It's called No Seriously. How do I do this? And it is a place to have those conversations about the underbelly of parenting from a Christian perspective. Those things we don't talk about enough, especially yeah. in the church. And yeah. so we have artists, authors, experts, local moms on to have conversations that are lighthearted and funny and some that are really serious and hard, but conversations that need to be had because you are loved and you are not alone in what you're facing and I think there's very few realms where we feel more isolated and more insecure than parenting. And I just want to help dispel that. Amazing. It's on all the things. It's on all the places that you can all listen to us. No, seriously, how do I do this? Can make sure you stay in touch with her. And again, I'll put the link in the show notes and it's honor. Anything I didn't ask you? that you want to share about living a strong and courageous yeah. life, silencing fear or your nomination that you're going through right now? Did we cover it I all? Just, I think we did. And I would just encourage people to find their tribe and, and to be that ear for others who need it too. Cause there's so many people who are struggling alone under this illusion of isolation and it's, and it's a lie and we need to work together to dispel it. Yep. We got a tribe here. Join the brave babes. You can join our private Facebook group. Just search, get your brave on. Again, link to that is in the show notes and that's a safe place. And I'm convinced if we get enough brave babes in there, we're totally getting jackets, matching jackets. Oh, yeah. Don't you think? We'll send yeah. you a jacket. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, I'm holding Summer. you to that. Okay, you oh, got my it. pleasure. Thank you, Amanda, for having me on. Thank you so much for your support of the Get Your Brave On podcast. I'd love to connect with you. Call my hotline anytime and let me know how this podcast is impacting your life. 
and how you're silencing fear at 5304Amanda. Let's connect on socials and get more strategies to silence fear every day on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Amanda Carroll Show. And if you want to go deeper, join my Patreon. You can get daily motivations and prayers and meditations and live videos. Just go to getyourbraveon.info and sign up to be a member of the Get Your Brave On tribe. Join our Facebook group too. Just search Get Your Brave On. And I'd be honored if you would follow this podcast and subscribe and even leave a review. That helps more women just like you facing a plot twist find more strategies to silence fear. I'll shout you out in the next episode or even send me an email to amanda at amandacarroll.org and tell me how God is using this podcast in your life. Like Kim did. She said, I just want to thank you for your podcast. I signed up in July and honestly, always deleted your message. (laughs) It's okay. Or sometimes just took a quick glance. But today was different. It was if God was drawing me to really take a look at it. And I did. After downloading the app to get a podcast, I went back and clicked on the prayer. As I stood in my bathroom, brushing my teeth, the words just filled the room with a peacefulness. It came over me and it was like a weight had been lifted. The stress of living with a few disabilities and being on long medical leave from work for over a year and the stress of trying to go back to work with homeschooling two kids, I was keeping it all in. I just wanted to know how much you make a difference. I even shared your podcast with my mom, cousin, and brother, (laughs) even though he's not a lady. He's going through a tough time and wanted him to hear the prayer. So bless you. Bless you. I am so thankful that God used this in your life. You're my why. I'm honored to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out anytime. All the links are in the show notes. And I love the idea of you listening to the episodes while you're brushing your teeth. I actually think it's perfect. Start your day with me. So just make sure you follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Get your brave on.